Anything and everything with Aaron and Aaron. I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. Yep. And uh, we each take a topic. Uh, we write up a little presentation on said topic. And then we make the other player play a game on said topic worth up to 10 points. Uh, whichever player has the most points at the end of the episode wins the episode and uh, feels a little bit better about himself, maybe, but most likely worse. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> doing this for the what 16, 17 episodes now. Um, you'd think I'd find my stride at some point, but nope, still looking for how to walk. Um, <laughs> our first segment of the show is always a catch up, how you doing, uh, kind of deal. Um, and uh, we checked, right? There's no voicemails or emails, right? You didn't no. say that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, it's just you and me catching up on good old times. How has the past week uh, and change been to you? Uh, pretty good. I'm honestly, like, much on the mend, although <coughs> I have a little tickle cough still. But um, compared to how I felt for the last, what, month and a half, I basically feel like a rock star. Like, I could, like, run a marathon. But that's just because I felt so freaking bad before. Um yeah, and I've been doing some painting and, and uh, yeah, just un- decluttering my life. I've been mass shredding, throwing, recycling, donating stuff um, just to try to downsize because realistically I will probably move at some point again and I don't want to ever do it like last time. <laughs> I want it to be much easier. So what about you? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, me, I have been, uh, uh, I, I would say I've been chillaxing, but, um, I've been trying to, uh, return to weekly, uh, meetups with my parents. I've kind of let my filial obligations slide a little bit. Um, but I have been keeping busy, uh, with some projects, uh, given to me by friends, uh, a podcasting friend of ours asked me to build them a computer specialized to play uh, retro games from like Nintendo GameCube on back. And so I've been having fun with that. Um, he's almost ready to go. It's literally just waiting on one part that I have to replace. But um, other than that, no, I'm keeping busy. Uh, I would like to say I've still been writing my book, but this past week I gave it uh, <laughs> I gave it a, a good old college try, but I couldn't even finish one paragraph this week for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it was just crazy. Last week I went on a tear. I did like four chapters in a row, but this week it's just, uh, you know, I guess my muse just comes and goes. Can't really say. Okay. All right. Hmm. Um, I mean... I want to read your book, so maybe get back to work on it. All right, fine. I'm, I mean, no, you you do driver. You do what you need to do, and uh, no, listen. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that first draft done, and um, that's that's the important bit is actually finishing it. Then I can go back as many times as I want and just fix the things I don't like. 
Um, but yeah, it's finishing is that was the hard part. So I just got to kind of like bowl my way through. But I feel like it was a combination of a lack of inspiration and also a lack of time. Like I spent so much time on other things that when I actually sat down to write, I didn't actually have that much time left. Because almost always something would pop up, um, you know, either a work thing or a, you know something, something somebody else wanted me to do, and I've just been uh, accumulating, uh, accumulating obligations out of nowhere. I guess out of some misguided need for purpose, since I'm neither a parent nor a husband, so I'm like just uh, just trying to find some reason for people to want me around. I guess I don't know. I mean, I like having you around. Um, I'm not a bad guy. I'm a pretty fun guy. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Maybe I should call you my little mushroom. Oh, I'm not that kind of fun guy. Fun guy. Don't you do it. Don't you fucking. uh, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I should tell you. I should have known. <laughs> you should have known I was gonna call you a fun guy. That was I don't know what that was like coffee talk. That wasn't whatever. You know what? <laughs> I don't care. Uh no, it's funny. So our friend Colin reached out to me and was like, Hey, I I want you to write that book about your drinking stories. And I was like, I'm a shit writer. He's like, I've got a couple I could contribute to your stories in case you don't have enough for like a whole book. And I was like, again, Mm -hmm. I'm a shit writer. And he's like, you should do it. And I was like, it's not good. I write like I talk. So it's, I mean, there'll be like extra just there. I couldn't say there will be extra. I just said there will be like extra. Mm -hmm. It's it's how I end up writing. And it's so stupid because I'm smarter than that. But I just can't write. Uh, listen, this is why God made uh, editors, I guess. Um, you can always just write it the way you want to write it. And if you're worried about making it quote-unquote presentable, you can you know, have somebody edit it for you. But, you know. Uh, and if who knows? If you get published, maybe they'll do that for you regardless of whether you want them to or not. That's true. That's You're not wrong. Yeah. You are not wrong. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, it's all good. Uh, yeah, we are recording heinously late, um, and it is my fault. <laughs> um, yeah, most of you who are listening are probably already familiar. I have another, uh, I have another podcast called BFYTW, and we have a Patreon, and uh, everybody in the crew, you know, brings something to the Patreon, some sort of extra. Thing for our Patreon uh, people to get, and in my case, I've been doing a show called Aaron on Edibles, and uh, and uh, when Aaron postponed, asked for a, like just a few hours, I'm like, oh, then I that means I can sneak in, I can get this recording of Aaron on Edibles done, you know, now instead of later this afternoon. It seems like a bright idea, right, 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 right. Does anyone see the problem with this? Anyone at all? <laughs> And my thing is that the, the, the edibles that uh, the, that are given to me for that show, for that show's purpose, are decidedly light. They're, they're not supposed to be heavy hitters. Uh, you know, they're, 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 I'm supposed to still be able to talk and carry on a conversation. Uh, 
But as you may be familiar, and as Aaron will certainly attest, um, edibles are not exactly what you'd call balanced. No. Uh, and uh, just because summer light doesn't mean all will be, and uh, this one hit me like a truck. And uh, I had to beg Aaron for a few more hours so I could sleep it off. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, um, their edibles are a cruel mistress because sometimes if you want more, like I remember one year after St. Patrick's Day, I was particularly hungover. And a buddy of mine was like, oh, I've got this uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich edible from this, like, local shop. And I was, like, sick. That's the best, because not only am I hungover and I want to die, but that'll taste (laughs) good and I won't puke it up. And um, it was was basically, like, I had just had a regular sandwich. It wasn't – it did nothing. Mm. Um, And then other times, you know, you're afraid for your life because (laughs) – the smallest thing is so strong. So, yep. I guess the yep. message this there. Tiny little gummy knocked me on my ass. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. Yep. No. As I told Aaron by text <laughs> message, as I told Aaron by text message, most of the time those edibles wouldn't have knocked a fly off the wall. This one would have gotten the fly and the wall. Uh, it was that hard. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that was fun. And I've just mindlessly wrapped my headphone cable around my fingers for, I don't know. I think I might still be high, maybe. Just throwing Sweet. that out there. I'm super into it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, should we get into the topics? Um, Yeah, if you want. <laughs> you ready? I just feel like if, if I sit here and dwell on how badly I cheesed up, um, that's just not going to go great. So it's certainly not great for self-esteem. So uh, let's get into our topic, shall we? Uh, yeah. Each of us brought a topic, as I said. Uh, this week, I am to go first, uh, and uh, uh, I will hint to you. What am I going to hint to? I had one planned, and now it's gone. It's completely gone. Uh, I guess <laughs> my hints will be... Um, uh, this might be a desire you make in the evening. That's that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, man. Yeah, this might be a desire you make in the evening. Uh, I will explain what the hell I'm on about when we come back right after this. I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because Because Fuck You, That's Why. Hey man, uh, it's Annie. We are back from uh, our first break, and it, that means it's time for my topic. So, uh, I, I've been making no secret of the fact that I've been in a bummer mood lately, and whenever that happens, I find myself turning to the same comforts. My favorite people, my favorite video games, and my favorite internet videos. And I have a bunch of internet videos that make me smile, but the one I want to talk about today is one of the most purest, 
most wholesome things I know of. And it's all thanks to a metal band from Finland. Uh, I want to talk about a YouTube video by a YouTuber called The Charismatic Voice. And the video is called Vocal Coach Slash Opera Singer First Time Reaction to Floor Jansen and Night Wishes Ghost Love Score. <laughs> so a little background, Nightwish is the Finnish symphonic metal band that originally formed in 1996. They were pretty popular in Finland, which is basically the land of metal music. But they didn't really get big until their 2004 album, Once, which uh, signaled the band's breakthrough into the U.S. and the global market. And it contains one of the band's most popular songs, Ghost Love Score, a 10-minute operatic ballad mixing metal guitars with an orchestral score. Uh, I first came across the song in its original version with singer uh, Tarja Turunen. And I'm just going to warn you right off the bat that I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of a lot of these names. And I just want to apologize right now. Uh, but the band has been through many member changes over the 15 plus years. And one of the most significant changes was the dismissal of Tarja, uh, her replacement uh, did not last long after. Um, and the eventual permanent addition of Dutch singer Floor Jansen. Floor Jansen started studying music at the Dutch Rock Academy in 1999. And the sheer fact that my country doesn't have rock academies makes me very sad. She entered the Conservatorium of Tilburg three years later, studying musical theater and a year of opera. She's a soprano with a range of more than three octaves and can sing classical, belting, and raspy vocals like screaming and death growls. She is particularly well-known for hitting the vocal climax of a song with such incredible tone and breath control that the experience of hearing it is described on Urban Dictionary as a floorgasm. And the floorgasm listed as the example on Urban Dictionary is Ghost Love Score. Enter the charismatic voice. Uh, Elizabeth Jaroff has degrees in music and voice from Oberlin Conservatory, Berkeley College of Music, and the Curtis Institute of Music. She's had a fascinating career, <laughs> lending her music to over 20 video games, lending her voice to an emotionally complex AI assistant, and she also runs a successful YouTube channel with nearly a million subscribers at the time of this recording. And undoubtedly contributing to that success is the video where she listens to Nightwish's Ghost Love Score for the first time, which has been viewed 2.5 million times, and at least 20 of those views were from me. Uh, Elizabeth starts off... Analyzing the song, stopping the video every so often to remark how impressed she is with the song's musicality and Floor's performance. Uh, but the joy on her face is contagious, and I lost count of how many times she used the word wow. When the song reaches the final few minutes, Elizabeth loses herself in the song completely and forgets to stop the video and analyze it. And when she realizes her mistake, she just refuses to stop. And then the floorgasm hits. 
And the pure joy, the astonishment, and the incredulity on Elizabeth's already expressive face, it's so good. It's like taking all of the wholesomeness from a thousand kitten and puppy pics and injecting it directly into my soul. I don't know what it is about a nice lady on the internet enjoying a Finnish metal song that does it for me, but it does. So there we go. That's my topic. Now on to my game. Now, Floor's talents are undeniable, but in English... Her name means the part of the room that you step on. And I'm not saying that I don't want Floor to step on me. I absolutely do. But even I will admit that the first time I saw her name, I went, her name is Floor? So this is a list of names of musicians that may or may not be real. All I want is for you to tell me whether this is the name of a real musician or if I made it up. And unlike Floor, all of these are stage names. So bear that okay. in mind. Okay. All right. Uh, there also isn't a specific number of how many are real and how many are fake. So be aware of that. Uh, your first name is Jello Biafra. Sorry, you said Jello. Biafra. Jello Biafra. Um, real, because there's always room for Jello. Uh, that is real. Uh, that's the singer of the Dead Kennedys. Oh. <laughs> uh, well done. That's one point to you. Here's your second name. Kickass Waisaki. God, I want it to be real so bad. Uh, I'm going to go real. It's fake. Sorry. Should have been uh, real. There is a Vladimir Wysocki, but at last check, he hasn't changed his name to Kick-Ass yet. I'm going to call uh, him. On to, on, <laughs> on to number three. Okay. Ma- major danger. Real. That is fake. What the uh, fuck? There is... There is a major laser, and there's a song called Major Danger, but so far no artist by that name. Uh, Name number four. Rat Scabies. I'm going to go real. That's real. Uh, That's the drummer for The Damned. Uh, Number five. Lieutenant Rock. So ridiculous. Real. It's fake. Uh, Lieutenant is the name of a project or two, and there is a band called Bad Lieutenant, but there is no Lieutenant Rock. Dumb. Uh, On to name number six. Slimenstra Hyman. Real. That has to be real. That is real. That is the current singer of Guar, I believe. Uh, number seven. Pat Fetic. Fake. That is real. Uh, that is the name of the drummer of Anti-Flag. Uh, number eight. Captain Beefheart. 
fake. It's real. Uh, Captain Beefheart is an avant-garde musician. Uh, number nine, Noodles. Real. That is real. That's the guitarist for The Offspring. Uh, and finally, Demona's Doom Occulta. It has to be fake. Mathematically. Or no, you didn't do five and five, you said. Fuck no, this I did shit. Not. Well, I saw the look on your face. So I know that if I said, wait, I want to say it's real, you're just going to be giving it to me. Say what you want. It's, say what you want. I'm going to say it's fake because you made a face, but I know I should say real. So fake. So you're saying real. <laughs> no, I can't say real because you if made you a face. Know, if you know you should say real, then you should say real. <laughs> real. It is real. Uh, he's the guitarist for Immortal. And that's my own fault for breaking so fast. So Jesus I would have given you a point regardless. You look like I shot uh, your dog yes. as I started to say yes. fake. You heard the app and we're like. <laughs> I was so sure you were going to just know that because that's just such a silly name. It has to be real. <laughs> uh, in any event. Uh, so you got one, two, three, four, five points. That's good. That's that's uh, at least that's average. It's better than I usually do. Um, but we'll see. You always um, win. I don't think you. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you remember that I usually lose. I think I've only won like two episodes, three episodes out of twenty. This is twenty-three. Yeah. Well, we'll have to change that. Yeah, well. In any event. All right. In any event, let's move on. Uh, that's going to be my topic. So part three is coming up next, and that's going to be Aaron's topic. Aaron, do you have a hint ready better than mine was, hopefully? I mean, it's getting hot in here, and I'm feeling very spontaneous. Oh, boy. We're going to find out what she's talking about right after this. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Erin. You know what time it is. No, what time is it? It's Bicoastal Biatches time. Finally. We so need to catch up. Join the Bitch Brigade and listen to Bicoastal Biatches. Where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Uh, it's time for part three of A&E. And as always, that's our se second topic. Uh, as I've already gone, it's now Aaron's turn. Aaron, take it away. You said uh, it's getting hot and you're feeling very spontaneous. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to take off all my clothes. That was not a Nelly reference. Um, but instead, I want to talk about spontaneous human combustion. Um, Specifically, I'd like to mention that in 19... I always mess up my dates, so I jotted it down to save myself here, just so we're clear. 61, Mary Reeser, who was a 67-year-old woman sitting in her home in a chair, spontaneously combusted. Or did she? 
Uh, so there is a lot of debate whether someone can spontaneous, spontaneously combust. And most people say no. Now, there are some fairly famous authors and other people that have over the years uh, tried to prove scientifically that it could happen. Um, in this case, Mary was alone. She lived alone. She was on a bunch of pills. She was slightly heavier. And she did smoke. That said, her landlord went down to try to talk to her. And when she touched the door handle, it was hot. Now, the landlord didn't actually try for any help. She she didn't try to help herself. She called the fire department and the police, and they came out. And what they found in Mary's apartment was the scorched mark of a body in the chair that Mary had been sitting in in a corner. A whole bunch of cremation, ash, and bits and pieces. One left foot, and her head and backbone, or excuse me, her skull. But her skull had been reduced to a very small size. Now, no one actually knows how the skull got so small. They, a couple of the reports I read actually said it was the size of a teacup, um, which <laughs> I think is a delightful reference when you're like, hey, the head trunk, and then you compare it to a, a dainty little teacup. Um, for those of you who can't see me, which is all of you, I just made the cutest little teacup gesture with my hand. You're welcome. <laughs> It's great for audio <laughs> podcasting. Um, so there's some things that come into play with spontaneous combustion. And there have been cases of spontaneous combustion or what people believe to be spontaneous combustion over many years. And what what makes it so compelling that we could, you know, internally just set fire and burn within our bodies is that there is nothing left of these people, but the home didn't burn down. For it to be so hot to cremate a body, it should actually be hot enough to burn the chair, for sure, at least that you're sitting in, not just have, you know, singe marks like it, it bumped the fire. Um, in mm. addition, the the fatty tissue of Mary had melted down into the carpet. They did all sorts, they ran tons of tests on this because it's I mean it's fascinating if you walked into a room and nothing was damaged and just someone was dead there was another case that I read about where a man's wife spontaneously combusted or this other thing I'm going to present in a second which is probably what it is and then the man suffocated because the fire took all the oxygen out of the room, but there was again no damage anywhere except just a mark where the wife had been sitting. And then the the husband succumbed due to the lack of oxygen in the room from how hot his wife's body was burning. So let's get down to this. Obviously, we're not just like bursting into flames uh, unless it's an episode of Buffy and you dance until you die. Maybe you might spontaneously combust then. No? No points for Buffy? That's cool. <sighs> Rude. All right. So what a lot of invest <laughs> what a lot of investigators think this is is something known as the wick effect or a candle effect. And basically the the flames tend to burn upwards. 
And so once the body has ignited, and if it's someone with excess body fat or that maybe has consumed a lot of alcohol or inflammable clothing, the flame is always going to burn upright. So they're saying that the body and its internal components basically act like the wick of a candle and it keeps the flames just in that column basically which again that's debatable but no one can really exactly explain why else these would be happening they have said that it does sometimes involve older people who uh, are obese or have might have been able to have like ignited themselves with a cigarette like Mary Reeser or um, someone that's in a wheelchair might not be able to get out of the wheelchair, mm -hmm. things like that. But again, there's really no explanation other than the spontaneous combustion for why the things around these people aren't burning. If you left a candle burning and the candle bumped into a curtain, the curtain's going to ignite. Uh, and I'm sorry for our listeners and for you, Aaron, but I don't actually have an answer for this. I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah, no, it's very, very interesting. Um, I'm I'm more fascinated about the, the left foot and the small head in Mary Reeser's case. And again, there was literally no... Um, no explanation, but... Mm. Uh, sorry. COVID fog. I'll, I'll, fix, I'll fix this in post, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but here, here are the things that um, were cited in a British medical journal. And then a couple other places have kind of uh, another medical jurisprudence book from 1823. Because these literally span back to the beginning of time. Like, there's mm. so many, well, not so many. It's not like it's, don't worry, you're not going to combust tonight. But this concept oh, has been around for a long time. We're but here, ruined, here are ruined my plans. Here are the um, commonalities of the victims um, over the scope of time. Is that they're usually elderly females. They are typically chronic alcoholics, which they think adds to some portion of the fuel of the fire to be. Um, the body has not burned, but usually something has come in contact with it, which is why they think it's this wick effect. Uh, the hands and feet typically fall off because, I don't know, but all of these cases. In fact, the woman whose husband suffocated in the room with her, she lost uh, a foot and I think both hands. Uh, the fire has caused little or no damage to combustible things in contact with the body. And the body has left a greasy residual ring <coughs> on the floor, basically. In, in Mary Reeser's case, it saturated the carpet. Um, and it doesn't smell good. It says that there's been an offensive odor. Um, a lot of Victorian error... Victorian era physicians actually 
kind of lean towards it being the uh, effect or the fault of severe alcoholism in, in women, um, which is interesting because it makes me want to drink less. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't think it'd be worth it. I don't think it'd be worth it. I don't want to go out like that. Yeah. There's uh if you're interested in in uh more than this ramblings of a fascinated person that read way too many articles and watched a BuzzFeed thing about Mary Reeser. Um there's a 1995 book that's called A Blaze and it looks at about 300 years of reports of spontaneous combustions i think it's uh there's about 200 reports over the 300 years um and they look at all of them it's it's an it's an i'm kind of curious i i'm i don't know if it would be an interesting read or not because it might be like i get it so they burned so they burned because so, by the end of it, I no longer have names for anyone but Mary Reeser because everything I read was very similar and they lost a foot or a hand in the melee, all of that stuff. Um, anyway, so that is my topic. Are you ready for yeah. your game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So this game is about... History of spontaneous combustion in films, <laughs> games, and literature. Alrighty. Are you, are you ready for this? I have a chance in hell with the games. Let's do it. Alright, here we go. So we're going to start off with our first one. This second episode of the third season, released in 1999 featured many townsfolk starting to die of spontaneous combustion. The mayor puts someone, whose name I can't say, in charge of finding out why people are dying from it. This is a TV show, and if you can tell me what TV show name and who the creator, or with the TV ones, I'll even accept what channel they're on, you get two points. So there's only five questions, but they're two-part all right well i will guess it sounds like an episode of x-files so i'll say x-files uh this was the spontaneous combustion episode of south park Yeah, yeah, I would have been way off with my guess as to who created as well. But I was—I thought I'd wait to hear if I was right or wrong before going for the bonus. Um, glad I did. Uh, no, um, no idea South Park did a spontaneous combustion episode. Yeah, Mayor McDaniel's puts Randy Marsh in charge of finding out why people are dying what? from it. Why him? <laughs> I knew oh, if I God. read both of those names that you would automatically... Oh have the answer um i will say x files did handle spontaneous combustion but they handed up handled it multiple times so how i was gonna get you to come up with either an episode title or i was like it's too hard because never never would have happened i've never actually watched a full episode of x files believe it or not all right okay all right so next up (laughs) Probably you won't know this one. I apologize. 
It's okay. This 1997 Japanese horror film shares a name with a 1998 Hollywood blockbuster film. But this Japanese version was about a series of uh, spontaneous combustions of important people that were ranked the 10 most influential or important people in the world. And again, there is a 1998 movie by the same name. Um... I genuinely have no idea. I'm going to throw a wild guess out there and say Armageddon. Holy fuck shit. Holy fuck. Are you serious? Shit. Are you serious? Is that the name? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, really? Do you want to try I just, to? I literally just picked a movie that I thought might have come out in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to try to guess? It, it was it was that or Deep Impact, and I was like, that doesn't that makes no sense. I'll go with the. Oh my god! Uh, do I want to guess the who, what now? No. Uh, the director <laughs> no. and writer, same name. No. Not Sp- a clue. Gordon Not a Chan. Clue. Okay. All right. Also, my apologies. <laughs> you still got a point, but I said Japanese, and I'm so sorry. It was Chinese. Genuinely. Gen- oh, yeah. Okay, good. Good to get that correction in there. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Okay. You ready? Next one. These get even yes. better. Oh, boy. Okay. This great author originally released this novel as a series of 20 episodes published in literary journals from 1852 to 1853. Ooh. Um, yeah. About, about spontaneous combustion? One of the 20 uh, episodes featured. Oh, okay. Also, this author was a huge believer that spontaneous combustion is an actual thing. That's why it was featured um, in his, his literature. I'll give you a he. I genuinely don't know. Um, I'm struggling to come up with the name of that. Uh, I'll, I'll guess. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft? I'm so sorry. It's no. the Bleak House by Charles. Edgar Poe. By oh. nope. By Charles Dickens. No, no. Charles Dickens. Okay, no. I was way off. I was way off on who wrote what. I got nothing. I'm a sad boy. Okay. Well, in sad town. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you're a sad boy <laughs> in okay. sad town. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. All right. Jesus Christ. All right. This 1993 game features a playable card that allows you to spontaneously combust another player. I'll need you to give me the name of the game 
It's it's not a game that like ceased to be developed past ninety three. It was originally released in ninety three. Um, and if you want to give me the name of the game and the name of the creator, or I will give you a hint that the the creator uh, was absorbed into another company. You could give me the current company if you'd like. All right. Well, I think. The only thing that makes sense to me, but I, part of me is like, this was created before 1993, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was, because I think it came out when I was a kid. Oh, damn it. Um, what the hell? I'll just go with it. I'm going to say uh, Magic Gathering, created by Richard Garfield. Um, I'm going to give you the point for Richard Garfield, though I was looking for... Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro? Oh, fair enough. But I'll give you the two points because that was going even more in depth to know the creator's name. So yeah, no, Magic the Gathering was first released in 1993. Holy crap. I would have been 13. Uh, For some reason, I thought it came out when I was younger than that. All right. In any event. Okay. So you got three points. points. Okay. Three. Well, because you didn't... I thought I had four. You didn't get... That's okay. I'm sorry. Well, you might have five. Let's find out. This 1998 PlayStation game featured spontaneous combustion. I'll need the And the name of the company that released it, or the creator. The company that released it was Square, Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah. Squaresoft, I think, at the time. All right. Good uh, job. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I was I was waiting for that one to come up. That's the only thing I knew of that had any spontaneous combustion. But their explanation for how it happened was interesting. I don't actually. like all the mitochondria. Oh, sorry, that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I would like to know because I played that game, but it's been so long. I don't remember how they explained it. It's like the mitochondria in your individual cells all start working together and they all start producing tons and tons of energy all at once, all simultaneously. So your entire body literally just, you know, and producing energy produces heat. So you just spontaneously combust from all the energy that your mitochondria are creating all over your body. Uh, That's why people glow before they go on fire. Uh, It's, it's pretty insane. What if uh, that's that game act- also includes it because afterwards they turn into a pile of goo and then the goo like congeals into one giant ball and then this thing terrorizes New York. It's great. It's a great game. It's completely out there, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely got some spontaneous combustion in it. I think I still own mm. the game because I hung on to my PlayStation. Two and my PlayStation, and then realized that PlayStation Two was backwards compatible, so I don't need that. But I have—I believe I still have that game. It was a lot of fun to play, and I really enjoyed it. But it's—it's it's been a minute. I also have like my Sega Genesis and my original Nintendo. I have a lot of unnecessary game systems at my house. Um, yeah. So that's—I wouldn't call them unnecessary. Well, um, we tied, buddy. Oh, rats. I guess we'll have to uh, settle this next time. Damn yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting, I guess. Or I could just give you the episode because damn nah. it. 
Nah, it's fine. Honestly, I when you pulled our, I almost want to give you the episode because you, first of all, I incorrectly identified it as a Japanese film and it's a Chinese film, and that was a bullshit you answer. Pulled I that not out of your that way. fucking ass. No, I, look, whatever. Five feet deep in my ass, I was scrambling for something. I think like it was. I, I'm amazed I pulled that out. I think the answer was on the tip of your tongue, and you actually went in through your ass and pulled it out. Like, that's it traveled your whole body. I have never heard of a Japanese or Chinese movie called Armageddon. I had no idea what you were talking about. I literally just picked a movie I thought came out in 1998 that vaguely sounded like maybe people would catch on fire during it. And I don't know how the hell that was correct. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, that was insane. Yeah, I, I, I'm fucking impressed. So, um, yeah, that's that's my topic. That's the game. All right. Well, it ends in a tie, which means uh, we'll have to settle this next week. But uh, now we've got two episodes riding on whoever wins next week. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, as for you listening, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. This episode, um, as always, uh, you can uh, catch our show on Anchor.fm. Um, you can also uh, you can also leave us a voicemail uh, at our show's page on Anchor.fm. Go check it out. A N E podcast. Um, you can also send us uh, tweets at A N E underscore podcast uh, at Twitter. Uh, you can also send us emails at Aaron and Aaron inbox at gmail.com. That's again, that's A A R O N A N D E R I N I N B O X at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll be happy to read your email out on the show. Um, if you're nice to us and, uh, if you're not nice to us, we might just make fun of you. Um, so that's going to be about it from us, I think. So, uh, it's going to be goodbye from me and from Aaron. Bye.